Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast coming to you live from the Macedon Rangers on this Monday, the 3rd of July, 2023. The first working day of the brand new financial year. For those of you who are into the new financial year, happy new financial year. And for those of you who this is the start of the new quarter, I trust you finished the last quarter off really, really strongly as of Friday and uh, you've had enough time to relax reflect, re-energize and getting to reload into this week as we just begin the brand new quarter. So uh, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about the importance of servant leadership and it's a great conversation to have at the beginning of any quarter, uh, especially the brand new financial year as we begin because um, from sales leaders, I'm, I'm a big believer that servant leadership is very, very powerful sales leadership indeed. And I've learned this, uh, well, I've learned it the hard way, but I've had some fantastic mentors who I've been privileged enough to work with and surround myself with over the journey that's uh, enabled to instill in me the importance of servant leadership. And, uh, and I've seen over time, not just for me, but I've seen it for others that I've worked with and uh, I've been involved with where servant leadership can actually create a very, very powerful outcome indeed. So that's the topic of today's podcast episode. And uh, if you're an avid listener, welcome back. If you're brand new, hey, welcome. Uh, If you found us on the Spotify, Apple, or any other platform, welcome. I trust that uh, what I share in today's episode is going to be useful to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. So before we jump into the crux of the content today, just a quick reminder that if you haven't yet pressed subscribe, on the platform that you are listening to this episode on, please do so. And uh, also, if you can, well, press follow if you're on the Apple platform. And of course, if you can rate the show as well, that would be greatly appreciated because it does make it easier for others who are looking for content around sales and sales leadership to more easily and more readily find the show. Also, a bit of a preemptor, if you've got somebody in your sphere of influence who you believe may benefit from listening to this particular episode or any of the previous episodes, uh, please feel free to share that as well. So either share the link with people or just point them to the Exceptional Sales Leader on all the various podcasting platforms and that'll be uh, that'll be great. So thank you in advance. So as we jump into today's content, the servant leadership is powerful sales leadership. And when we look at this, and it's interesting, I, I spent a lot of time with a lot of sales leaders, many sales leaders who are, well, have been in the game for a while, but also a lot who are relatively new to the game of sales leadership. And then even when I'm talking to sales teams, there's a lot of people within the sales teams who have the ambition to become a sales leader, but they haven't yet made the transition to that. What's really interesting about this is many sales leaders, when they do make the transition from the individual contributor role to the sales leaders, they often continue the same behaviors they've demonstrated as a salesperson, and that is they love the hunt and they get excited by the prospect of winning the deal. And I see this a lot, and I was a little bit guilty of this when I started to make the transition because I was used to doing the deals and trying to be the, I guess for want of a better term, the the center of attention, being the go-to person, being the one responsible for getting the deal done. Uh, And as a sales leader, you can very quickly disintermediate your salespeople if you do this. Now, what can happen is through that process, you're starting to teach, and I say this all the time to sales leaders and particularly salespeople, that you're always conditioning other people 
on how to deal with you. So you're conditioning through your actions, but also conditioning them through your language. And very often when we do this, particularly when we're a new sales leader, it can often lead to a level of disengagement within the team. And in many cases, the depositioning of the sales team. So when it comes to leading your team, uh, we've got to be really, really conscious of the specific role that we play. And I often talk about this fact that many sales leaders, through no real fault of their own, it's not like they go out and specifically consciously want to do this, but they often find themselves solving their team's problems or wanting to solve their team's problems and believe that through doing this, they're actually serving them. Now, I did this myself. I actually spent a quite a bit of time when I made the transition from individual contributor to a sales leader, trying to build trust with my team through the process of solving problems for them. And what do you think happened? Well, <laughs> they actually came and my team came to me with all the problems and they were expecting me to solve them. And therefore, I was looking for opportunities where I could solve them. And, and that's my belief at the time. Until I discovered that solving the team's problems for them was actually creating the environment of codependency where they were dependent on me to have an answer to the problem and I was kind of dependent on them to come to me with a problem so I could provide the answer to them. And as a result, I was not serving them at all. So what I needed to do, and this is a key thing for many, many sales leaders, particularly if they're relatively new to the game, is to try to develop a level of independent thinking within your team. And this is the key thing that great servant leaders are able to do because great sales leaders recognize there is a better way and it's through servant leadership. Serving their team so that their team has the opportunity to be sustainably successful rather than being subservient to the leader and waiting for the leader to either give instructions or to solve problems or to give directions. Now, unfortunately, there are many sales leaders out there who it's sometimes like the blind leading the blind because many people are promoted, and I've talked about this many, many times on the podcast, many people are promoted to a sales leadership position because they've been fantastic individual contributors. And that's just a, it's a natural, almost like a natural career progression. But many companies don't necessarily provide the necessary professional development transition plan to enable these new sales leaders to make the transition and realize that there's a lot of skill set they need to develop so that they become a very good, uh, very functional and hopefully sustainably successful sales leader. And so what, what they do is they're left to their own devices and because they've been a great individual contributor, there are people within the business who think, wow, they know all about sales, so we'll just get them into a sales leadership position and what will happen is by some stroke of genius or some miracle, the team will become successful because this person knows how to be a salesperson. Well, that is not the case. So we need to really think about this in a lot more detail and we really need to be intentional. And this is why I ask leaders all the time to ask the question of themselves in terms of why are they a leader and particularly people who are looking to move into a sales leadership role. I get them to start thinking about well, what, what is it about the role that really excites you? Why do you want to become a sales leader? What are the trappings you think that you're going to receive when you get into the role. In other words, start to build some sort of value system in terms of, okay, who do I stand for? What am I going to be known for as a sales leader? And unfortunately, many people just have a really, uh, let's just say, a really linear view in terms of, well, I've been a really good salesperson, so I'll just come in and, and I pretty much copy what my sales manager did and uh, hopefully we'll get the same results. Now, sometimes that works. A lot of the time it doesn't because you've got things like personality types and people with completely different perspectives that uh, can create can create chaos within the organization. So as a leader, we need to stand 
really firm on what we believe in, what's important to us, so we can start to create that environment. Now, I think it's fair to say that every single person that gets into a sales leadership position has big ideas, has big ambitions, and has a desire to be successful. Uh, unfortunately, though, only a small percentage of the people who start a sales leadership career end up being super successful over a long, long period of time. And if you look at most of the uh, sustainably successful sales leaders, the vast majority of them are what we call servant leaders. And this is what I want to talk about today in terms of give some things to think about in terms of what does a sales servant leader do and how can we start thinking about creating the muscle around some of these attributes and characteristics to enable me to become more of a servant leader for my team. Because the great sales leaders recognize that sales leadership is not about them, never has been and never will be. It is all about their team and it's all about how do they best serve their team. So serving the team so that the team has an opportunity to be sustainably successful. So before I go through these characteristics and some things to think about, the first question I'll ask is, are you and do you consider yourself to be a servant leader? And many of the times people think, well, when I, when when you talk about servant, what does that mean? Because when many people hear that term servant, they often think about serving serving people in terms of serving at a restaurant or serving in a, in a big mansion, be a, be a slave almost. That is not the case. In this context, servant is looking at how I can provide service to people. How can I make it easier for people to do their role so that I don't have to necessarily tell them what to do. I create the environment where they know exactly what needs to happen, but I provide them with a level of service. So some things to think about as we go through this, and I want you to just think about, and at the end of it, I'm going to ask you the question around, how do you rate yourself against each of these? But also, if you asked your team to rate you as well, how would they rate you on each of these characteristics? So there are seven things to think about, and this is, again, by no means an exhaustive list, but certainly a great start when it comes to servant leadership. So number one, a servant leader is a sales leader who values people. They seek opportunities to unleash the potential of people and then they get out of the way. Now, one of the key, well, there's three questions that I often get people to think about when it comes to leadership. And if you think about this, your team are asking these three questions all the time. This comes from John Maxwell. Number one, people are thinking and they're asking the question, does my leader in in this context, does my sales leader genuinely care about me as a person? So therefore, do you value your people? The second question is, can my sales leader help me? And the third question is, can I trust my sales leader? So when it comes to valuing people, you cannot fake value. You cannot fake that you're interested in people. And you've got to be really genuinely interested in your people in order to value your people. So when you value them, it's going to come through in everything you say and in everything you do. And what will naturally happen is you'll start to identify opportunities where they can be growing and developing and developing skill sets. So when it comes to value, are the people in your team, are they simply your direct reports? Do you simply see them as a mechanism to get the outcome at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year? Or do you genuinely value them as people? And interestingly, when I ask that question of many sales leaders, I say, of course, I value my people until I ask them questions about, well, what's important to Joe? What's important to Mary? What does Mary do on the weekend? Um, How many kids does Mary have? What's her favorite hobby? What's her biggest fear? And very quickly, we can find out that the sales leader doesn't actually know a huge amount about Mary. What What the sales leader does know about Mary is in the context of what Mary brings to the table for the job that she does in the company that they work for. So it's almost like this surface level value. What we're talking about as a servant leader is you have to value people as people, which means you get to know them. You get to put in, put yourself in a position where you become 
vulnerable, sharing stuff with them so that you become more human. Number two, a servant leader is a sales leader who demonstrates humility. They look for opportunities where they can step back so that their team can step up. It's not about the sales leader promoting themselves. What they do is they constantly look for opportunities where they can promote their people. And an interesting thing happens here though, through this process, they actually become recognized. As a sales leader, they become recognized and they do not seek it though. And this is a key thing. If you are, and it goes to the first one as well, if you're generally interested in people, you become very often interesting to those people, but you don't do it to the point where you want to be interesting. You look for opportunities where you can get others to step up, but that presupposes that we have to create the space in order for them to step up. So that means us taking a little bit of a back step. And that for some, that's pretty challenging to do. Uh, depends on your personality type. But if, if we can start to learn to do that, and that is be humble, but also look for opportunities where we can promote our people and let them, and sometimes challenge them to step up, that can very quickly help develop a, um, a great culture within the team. And it's also linked to number three, where a servant leader is a sales leader who lets go of caring what other people think about them. Now, I talk about this all the time. The vast majority of us love to be liked, love to belong to something, and therefore we sometimes, unfortunately, care about what other people think about us. Now, I always say this, and that is the people who are most uh, closest to you, that is the people in your inner circle, including mentors, but also friends and family, and for most of us, you'll count that on you know one or two hands. They're the ones you potentially care about, how what they care about, what they think about you. But for everybody else, we need to learn to let that go because sales leadership is not about you as the sales leader. It never has been and it never will be. It is all about your people. So a great servant sales leader is one who will let go of caring about what other people think. They never have somebody else's opinion become their reality. Point number four, a servant leader is a sales leader who stands firm on their standards of excellence. They constantly model excellence and they build consistency, they build reliability, and they build credibility. In other words, they are constantly building trust. They know that they have to build and earn the right to be trusted, and they have to earn the right to lead their team. It doesn't come just because they have a title of sales leader. And this is what a servant leader is very good at. They recognize that it's a privilege and it's an honor to lead their team, but it doesn't come with, and trust doesn't come with simply the title. They have to build that, which means they have to be very, very clear on what are the standards of excellence they put in place, and they consistently and constantly demonstrate those. Point number five, servant leaders are also fantastic culture builders. They look for, and this is all about the environment, they recognize that they are responsible for creating an inspiring environment. They're not responsible for motivating their sales team. What they are responsible for is making sure they know what motivates their individual salespeople and therefore create the environment where that can be extracted. So when people come to work every single day, the sales leader knows exactly why their team are coming to work and they can build great cultures around that. They understand the power and the importance of building collaboration. They also know the power of uh, having people who have a differing opinion, differing perspectives, and they're able to build an environment where those differing perspectives are not frowned upon, they're actually accepted and encouraged. So they, they like to create an environment where there's a robust conversation, where people necessarily don't agree on things, but they feel comfortable about putting those things on the table because there's a level of trust that's been created within the team. So they're great, great culture builders. Point number six is highly servant sales leaders have high powers of persuasion. They use the Cialdini laws of influence extensively. They don't have to sit back and rely upon their status as a leader. 
in order to get things done, which means they don't tell people what to do. They encourage people what to do through the powers of persuasion, which means all the stuff that we've just talked about, the previous number of points, is because they value people, because they've created a, an, an environment of trust, because they know what motivates people, they actually know what buttons to push and which triggers to pull so that we can get the best out of our team members. And we do that through ethical persuasion methods. So high levels of persuasion and high powers of influence. And the final part is servant leaders, what they're really, really good at is they are feedback machines. Now, if you look at any high-performing environment, it is founded on a bedrock not only of trust, but on constant and never-ending feedback. There's always a feedback loop in every single session that we have, every single conversation, every single meeting, and it doesn't have to be a formalized, so give me some feedback. It's a case of everything we do, we're looking at what works and what doesn't work to the point where the people within the team are expecting this and they're demanding this on everything they do as well. So they set this scene for feedback to happen every single day. And the key thing about this is it starts with them seeking feedback. It does not start with them providing feedback. So there's a, there's a very, very big difference there. So there are seven key attributes or seven key characteristics that uh, I believe um, great servant leaders who are also great sales leaders uh, build over a period of time to build this fantastic ecosystem and to become really, really powerful, sustainably successful sales leaders. So the question for you is, as we have gone through those, as I, as I mentioned before, the question is, how do you rate yourself on each of those? But more importantly, if we went to your team, how would they rate you against each of these? Would their view match yours? So the key message out of today's servant leadership is very, very powerful sales leadership. It develops high quality and high performing sales people. It identifies and encourages future leaders to be developed. And above all, it delivers sustainable sales results. Period. So my challenge to you as we begin the brand new week is really start thinking about, well, as a sales leader, do I have a level of servitude within me? Am I embracing some of these characteristics? Do I demonstrate some of these characteristics? And if not, how can I start to build the muscle around these characteristics so I can start to become more of a servant leader? So that's the key message. Become a more of a servant sales leader. Not only will your team love you even more, guess what? So will your future self. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I trust that message hits you just at the right spot and that there is something you can take away to use as a bit of a platform to really start to ramp up your sales leadership development this week. And in line with that, if you are intrigued, would like to know a little bit more about how I might be able to help you in your sales leadership journey or if you're looking for some assistance for your sales team because they're not quite uh, reaching the pinnacle of their performance just yet, uh, love to have a conversation about how I might be able to help you with either of those, either working with you one-on-one -on -one or certainly helping your sales team extract their selling potential. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, jump on a Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve over the next three months, and we can uh, map out a plan, map out a strategy, and get to work. So I very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast, and as always, Look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.